Jim Robbins, and this is the Good and Noble Heart Podcast. And today I wanted to give a glimpse into the process I have used over the last few years to dial in my calling a little bit, to get as specific as I can um, in order to understand what exactly am I here for, um, and which, you know, tangentially also answers the question, what am I not here for? Um, For me, it has been important to narrow my sense of calling as much as I can. Truth be told, there's always going to be an unfinished sense of mystery to our calling, and you can't pin it down with 100% clarity. But having said that, here's a bit of my thought process that I've used. Um, I have this need to figure out why something or someone exists, their design or purpose. Because of that, I've written countless memos to myself. I've scratched out statements and creeds on paper that help me understand my own design. And through this process, I've gained a greater clarity about why I'm here. Um, So here's my calling credo, one of them that I've come up with. And they sort of all tie together. They morph over time. But uh, one of them is I have consistently loved to create and reveal design. And here's how that has showed up in my life. I loved to sketch as a teenager. I would sketch horses. I would sketch album covers from, you know, the groups, the bands that I grew up with. Um, I love to create high-quality music since I was a child. I've been a pianist since I was, you know, maybe five years old. I love identifying the layers of instrumentation in a song. So you can see how design and creativity come together. Um, I love to create digital graphic design. So I moved from sort of pen and paper when I was a child to digital design. Um, The website headers on my website I've created and I've done some work for other people in terms of graphic design. So that's built over the years. There's a consistency to creating and revealing design in my life. And I love to help others see their design not just to work, not just, it's not just an artistic endeavor for me to work with whatever materials that I have in front of me. I like to see how that's applied at a human level to help not only myself, but others see what their design is, their purpose, their identity, their true heart. So notice the two verbs that I used in my calling credo, create and reveal. I love to create and reveal design, and I could add intent to that design and intent so create and reveal these are the verbs that resonate with my desires and what I love to bring they may not be what anyone else resonates with but they're particular words that resonate with me Um, so here's a maybe a credo sentence structure that you can use to help you Um, it could start by saying I have consistently loved to and then fill in the blank with verbs Okay, and notice that I've said consistently love to. You will see a pattern over time that you can pull out that shows over time, just as in my life, over time I noticed I have a desire to create and reveal design. And that happened way back when I was a kid as an artist, as a musician, and it's been consistent throughout the years to present day. So the sentence could start, I have consistently loved to and then fill in some verbs that resonate with you. Um, Here are some common verbs. Um, See if you resonate with any of them. 
Um, I've consistently loved to lead or challenge, create, provoke, identify, develop, influence, train, support, comfort, heal, transform, encourage, prepare, invite, ignite, build up, dismantle, discover, strengthen. And there are hundreds of other verbs you could put there, but that's just some of some examples. Um, so here are some sample credo statements. Okay, and I've filled in certain verbs, certain actions that might resonate with different people. So for example, I have consistently loved to identify others' strengths. Okay, another example. I have consistently loved analyzing information in order to help organizations or people perform at their best. And another example, I have consistently loved encouraging and developing courage and confidence in children. So identify, analyze, encourage, develop. Okay, those are some examples of how they might plug into your own credo statement. And of course, at the end of your credo statement is the what. What do you want to see happen? Um, for example, in those examples, other strengths. I want to identify others' strengths. Okay, You want others to see why they're here, what they're gifted for. Um, the second example, um, the goal was to help organizations or people perform at their best. And the last was to give courage and confidence in children. So there's always a, an end result, which if you're if following Christ, in one way or another, it's going to have to do with restoration and restoring people or the creation because that's what God is up to. So uh, think about those as you choose maybe what verbs you might put. Um, also, let me show you how to dial in that calling a little bit more. Uh, rather than saying, um, for example, in my case, rather than saying, I'm a teacher or I help people gain a better understanding of what the Bible says about them or I talk about the heart, I get even more specific than that. For example, I like to challenge assumptions that impair and wound a Christian. And the obvious end goal would be so that they could be restored and free of that. But I like to challenge assumptions, so notice that word challenge. Challenge what? Challenge assumptions that impair and wound a Christian. Or another way of saying that, I expose beliefs that shame and diminish Christians. Okay, so there's that word, I, there's a verb that I chose, I expose beliefs that shame and diminish Christians. Um, when I dial in my calling more specifically like what I just talked about, it answers a couple of questions. The first question this process answers is who? Who am I trying to reach? Or who are the people that most need what I bring? For example, in Jesus' life, his invitation was extended to hungry and thirsty people, you know, um, or the heavy laden. You know, an individual is not going to come to his table if they are neither hungry nor thirsty. It's not their desire to do so. And so desire is the difference. If they don't want it, they're not going to come to him. So his invitation was to the hungry and thirsty. 
Um, therefore, when you consider your own calling, the effect of your life on other people, your unique offering to others, wherever you are, it's appropriate to ask, what type of person will be most receptive to what I offer? Who is hungry for what I bring, so to speak? Uh, this is a general guideline for determining the direction in which our calling can go. However, as with the kind of environment that we most want to flourish in, there are occasions where God will place us in adverse environments, surrounded by people who don't what we want, what we have to offer. Um, because we ultimately offer our splendor in service to God, we may be asked to bring ourselves to those grating and ungracious people for a time. It doesn't mean forever, but for a time. That's certainly been true in my own life. But take heart, you know, our environment does not define us. A caged lion is still a lion. He may wish to return to the open savanna, but only his surroundings have changed, not his noble strength, nor his regal splendor. If our appointment to a job, which in other words, you can call it a mission, is only for a time, for example, if we're in a job that just, we know that God has asked us to be at that job, okay? We're not just guessing. We have a firm sense that despite the fact that the people that are contrary, they don't want what we have to offer. So we know that that is our assignment for the time. We can take comfort from the fact that people there can never diminish our splendor. In other words, the, the, what we reflect of the glory of God in our life. Or they can't remove our unique glory for they didn't give it to us. So if the first question is who, that this process answers, who am I trying to reach or who most needs what I have to offer? The second question is what? What specifically am I bringing or doing? Um, for example, in the ones I used with you, I, I said my, what I brought was challenging assumptions that impair and wound, or I expose beliefs that shame and diminish. That's what I enjoy bringing. And there are even key verbs in those sentences, as I said, uh, in the first one, challenge. And the second one, expose. Those are verbs that resonate with me. And as I look back over the last 15 plus years, I've always challenged destructive assumptions and tried to expose them. So I can bring this calling with me wherever I am, whether it's in a particular job assignment for that period or at home, or in friendships, wherever my calling goes with me. It can't be tied to any place, person, or particular location. It, it just flows into those arenas because it's who I am. And that's the beauty of it. So how would you dial in your calling? To, to wrap up, maybe even write on a piece of paper. I don't know if that helps you. It helps me. Two questions. Who most needs what you bring and secondly what do you want to offer them and think about those verbs choose verbs that would resonate with you what is it that you've consistently loved to offer you know and who so and create a sentence out of that just a short sentence if nothing else it clarifies for you what's in your heart who most needs what I bring and what do I love to offer? What have I consistently loved to offer? 
and think about verbs that resonate with you. Okay, hope this was helpful. For more resources, you can go to my website at thegoodandnobleheart.com.